This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Hey, this is the Bish here from the Hump Day Crew. You're tuned into one of our podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Jennifer Beals, and you're listening to the Hump Day Crew on Joy 94.9. Our next guest has been dodging the photographic fairies and has been quite hard to track down. After spreading Bedil's syndrome, we used a lighthouse and called upon the American embassy to find her, yet she could not be busted. Even though we reached out to the dinosaur hunters and bribed them with sparkling cyanide, the two were not a coupling and came up a mismatch. In a heartbeat, we found the Highlander and Wycliffe fighting off bugs in the new adventures of Robin Hood. And though their Rolls Royces indicated they were licensed by royalty, Jack and the Beanstalk told us otherwise. Our ghost whisperer was seeing other people under grey matters, but we decided to round up the children and all things starting with the L word as we were prepared for the arrival of our next guest. No need to head to Lagan, as once upon a time in India, the Commonwealth Games were turning canone in verso. We've made you suffer long enough with a broken heart, but by the cruise of the gods, the day has come where we have Rachel Shelley on the Hump Day crew. Wow, that was a trip down memory lane, listening to all of those old <laughs> shows come back to haunt me. Wow. Well, wow. Rachel, there's so much we want to talk to you about. We're really sad to hear that we uh, missed the opportunity to see you at the Albert Convention uh, down here this year. And uh, you were saying before off air that um, you know, you'd been to Australia before. Were you a little bit disappointed that you missed out to come this year? Oh, really disappointed. Yeah, I was really looking forward to that. I mean, I I had such a wonderful time when I was in Sydney and um, really had a great time. So I'd have loved to have come back to Australia, definitely. I was going to bring the whole family too. So oh, wow. I'm going to make a trip of it. And, you know, some of the other girls from the L Word were going to come and a few of us were talking about hiring a, I don't know, a, what do you call them? What do you call them down there? Those um, we call them a caravan, and you call them a Winnie, Winnie Bago kind of thing. Oh, um, go, and a, go go travel around. Oh, yep, a, a caravan, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you call them a caravan. Yeah, we you? do. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some things are normal here in Australia. Maybe it's the Americans that call them Winnie Bagos. Oh. Um, but yeah, we were going to go off and do a big trip and travel about. It was all quite exciting, and then it all fell apart. So it was quite a shame. Well, with the L word being so big, you did a few convention. I believe that was convention number six. Do you get, do you get sick of doing the conventions, or was it quite enjoyable? No, they're enjoyable. They're good. They're, um, I mean, they're, they're quite exhausting, but they're amazing because you get, to, obviously, you get to meet everyone um, face-to-face. You get to hear amazing stories. And, but they're just they're, they're quite a wonderful experience, actually. They're, like I say, they're exhausting because you just, basically, you're talking pretty much for the whole weekend. You don't stop. Um, but it, it's great. It's really good fun. Mm, and I, I suppose with the L word wrapping up last year, I'd imagine it would have been quite an emotional to conclude a show that you were a part of for such a long time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was very emotional, actually. Um, it was. It's weird because we didn't know whether we were going to get the sixth season. So a lot of us thought that at the end of the fifth season that that was it. So to come back and get a, a short, albeit a short season, it was quite amazing to come back and have a sixth season. We did, um, you know, we all really made the most of it knowing that it was the last one. You know, we made the most of being in Vancouver, which is where we shot, which is an amazing city. And we made the most of being together, you know, and hanging out. It was lovely <laughs> and very emotional at the end. All the crew, it's not just the cast that everyone sees and is familiar with, but there's a huge crew of people that support it behind the scenes and saying goodbye to them 
It's very sad because, you know, Vancouver's quite a long way away. You don't know if you'll ever get back there. Mm, I, can Im- I can imagine. And one thing I found really interesting that I actually read about you recently, Rachel, is that Helena was a character that, you know, it was obviously portrayed as a femme fatale type in, in her introduction in season two, but her character softened mm-hmm. as the seasons went on. But that was the first time you actually played like a femme fatale character because you normally played the sweet character. I had always played the sweet character. I had always played this... Um, sort of Mary Poppins character, you know, the <laughs> butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. Well, for the most part, that's what I played. And then actually it was when I started going over to the States and trying to get work there that people cast me slightly differently. And I don't know whether it's the English accent, you know. There was a time anyway where all the baddies in Hollywood were English, mm. whether they were male or female. And I think I was cast sort of, you know, on the coattails of that because, no, I'd always been cast as the... You know, the sweet, innocent. I suppose also your age, my, well, my age changed. <laughs> and suddenly I wasn't quite so young anymore. So I could, you know, I could take that role on a bit better. But no, it was very interesting to play. I'd played one character who was a bit like that before. Mm. But no, it was quite unusual to be the sort of baddie of the piece. It's actually interesting you say that a lot of the British characters are cast as villains because I actually watch a lot of kids' TV shows with my two-year-old niece and the voiceover for the bad guy is always an English person. Really? Yes, it's funny, isn't it? I think especially the um, upper-class English voice can, you know, can be... Well, it is. I mean, even to an English ear, it can sound quite harsh and... So I think, I think it fits in quite well. It's quite interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's still the case. I think that's changing a bit now. I'm not sure that all the baddies have to be English anymore. Maybe it's not so menacing. It's losing its touch. No, they've got used to it now. <laughs> you know, as Australians might be cast as the baddies soon. Our voice is yeah. quite, you know, menacing, I, I, I think. No, what? The Australian accent? No. <laughs> you think so? I don't have an accent, Rachel. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Rachel, moving on from the L word, um, obviously from one joyous era with the L word concluding to another, you gave birth to a beautiful little girl last year. How's motherhood Mm -hmm. been treating you? Um, It's great, actually. It's quite, I mean, anyone who is a mother understands when I say (laughs) that it's just like nothing uh, I'd ever experienced before. It's It's it changes your life in every way, in so many ways, and your outlook and your approach to everything. Everything changes. Everything. So, I mean, <laughs> it's very hard to talk about the small things when everything changes. Mm. You know, everything from your physical state, which at the beginning I had quite a rough, <clears throat> excuse me, I had quite a rough, long labor, and it took me quite a while to recover from that. And I had a baby who didn't sleep so well at the beginning, so <laughs> nobody slept. And, you know, I mean, she's adorable, but God, it just changes everything. Everything. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So your sleeping pattern, have you gotten back on track with that? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're way back. I mean, that, that lasted for about five months, I think, where I thought I was going to think I was going to lose my mind because I just wasn't getting, you know, uninterrupted sleep. But Everyone goes through it pretty much with a baby and then it changes and then you kind of forget that it ever happened. Wow. And there's something else you're worrying about, like, oh, she doesn't eat enough greens or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, there's always something. But it's a real roller coaster. I'm, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. It's actually really interesting to hear mothers, or especially actor mothers, to, who say that too, because no matter what role you've played, no matter what acting hours you've worked or call hours that you've had, nothing can really prepare you for that, can it? No. No. And... 
for me, I, you know, I used to think sometimes on shows or films that you would work really long days, like you might get into bed and be, you know, out of bed again seven, eight hours later to work, and you think that you're exhausted, but at least in those seven, eight hours, no one's screaming in your ear or, you know, <laughs> you are uninterrupted and you do get a day off at some point, and that just doesn't happen with a child. But, I mean, you know, I'm, this has just happened to me and people have been doing it the world over for thousands of years, so we all get through it it's just when it happens to you the first time you're in a bit of shock I'd also never lived in a household with a baby wow I'm the youngest in my family I hadn't I hadn't really been around small babies little kids a lot but not small babies so it, it became it was more of a shock than maybe it would be for some people so it was quite a foreign experience for you on so many levels yeah mm. and it, it was what it was Sorry? probably a foreign experience for you on so many levels yeah. one yeah. playing a mother and one being around a baby which you hadn't been exposed to before yeah exactly um but you, you know you get through it and you enjoy it and you know at the time that even though it's painful at times it's something that is so profound mm. that you're just you know you're trying to cherish the memories at the same time you're wishing the time away until she sleeps better it's you know <laughs> It's strange. It's a strange world, but it's great. She hasn't started walking yet, has she? Oh, yeah, she has. Oh, dear, so you're running around. Months. She's been walking for about two months. She was, um, she was early, an early walker. Oh, wow. So now the whole house is upside down because <laughs> she just opens. Every time you go and look for something, she's found it and put it somewhere that you don't expect it to be. <laughs> you know, all new, new games, new fun. And, and she started speaking too? No, not really. She not says, makes lots of noises and squeals and squawks, but she doesn't make it, except for mum, 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 and dad, 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 that's it. Aw, that's very cute. Well, your co-star Sarah Shahi gave birth to a baby boy in July last year. Maybe down the track you should set the two of them up. Well, I know, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I'm, we're planning, because um, I'm in London now, but we're planning to go over to LA sometime in the new year for a little trip. So I'm hoping I will be meeting up with all the girls that I haven't seen for a while. And there's a lot of babies one way or another. Erin mm. Daniels had a baby who played Dana. And obviously Jennifer Beals has a daughter and Laura Holloman has two daughters. So, And um, Angela Robinson, who was one of our directors, has um, a baby daughter with Alex, who was one of the writers on the show. So there's L word babies everywhere. Wow. We can have an L word babython soon. I know, and they're all roughly the same age. You know, they're all around, well, four and under, I think. So, yeah. Well, there's a play date right there. <laughs> kindergarten of, um, of L word alumni, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Well, Rachel, we have a game we like to play on the Hump Day crew. It's called 101 Questions. Now, I'm not going to ask you all 101 questions. I'm going <laughs> to ask you to pick three random numbers from 1 okay. and 101, and I'll ask you the corresponding question. It's like a lucky dip. Okay. So hit, okay. hit us with a number. Number 10. Number 10. What is your favourite joke? Oh, I'm terrible at jokes. I'm terrible <laughs> at jokes. Um, oh, my God, I'm terrible at jokes. Let me see if I can do this one. Um, sausage and egg in a pan. Eggs, no, sausage says, God, it's hot in here. Egg says, oh, my God, I'm talking sausage. That's not really funny, and I didn't even tell her very well. I'm rubbish at jokes. <laughs> I think I just have one thing to say to that. <gasps> I think I think you can probably just you know that bit you could cut out. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, go on. So here is with um, another number. Another number. 
Um, 33. 33. What reality show would you go on and why? Hmm. I'm not sure I'd go on any reality show. Not a fan? No, not really. And, well, I don't, I don't watch them especially, but I, I, I just... I'm, I thought that I'm a private, private person because I do obviously write about a lot of my experiences. I don't, I would never want a camera in my face in my life, in my own life. Mm. I'd never want that camera following me around. I, no, bleh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> awesome. All right, eat us with one last number, Rachel. Um, 99. 99. Okay, that's towards the end. Have you ever made a prank call? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> How long ago was this? Let me think. I know I've made... I used to make them a lot as a kid. I don't know why. I, don't know. <laughs> I think I used to do it with my brothers. I've got two older brothers. We used to always be making stupid calls. But, no, I, off, I will often do that. I'll often just put on a... But I mean, not like a major prank, but I will often... Just phone people as um, you know in the days before that you had caller ID, which obviously destroys the fun. But in the days before caller ID, I used to often do that: ring up and just put on stupid voices, <laughs> especially Indian voices. I think after coming back from India, I used to do that quite a lot. Oh, could you give us an Indian demonstration? <laughs> I could try and put on a very silly Indian voice, but it is not very good, and it turns out to be Welsh. If I do it for very long, I become Welsh, and then I become like my uncle, and I say things like "dear girl," and I become completely different. You know, it, you're actually the contrast to me because the only I try to do accents, but they all end up Indian. They all, oh, end they up. yeah. So I, I'm very impressed that you did sound like one of my aunties. I have to start calling you Auntie Rachel from today. Oh, dear girl, dear girl, come round, and we shall have something to eat. <laughs> We'll have the chapati. Would you like a no. naan bread with that? Oh, we'll have the naan bread. Oh, yes, we'll have some naan bread and some dal. Uh, as long as uncle can come along, he can give me the keys and we can ride in a three-wheeler. <laughs> oh, dear, we could, ha- we could have like an auntie and auntie um, telephone here. <laughs> characters for your show. <laughs> yeah. Auntie and auntie. Well, yeah. Rachel, auntie Rachel, it's been a pleasure having you um, and talking Thank to you. Thank you very much, uh, I think. <laughs> You're listening to The Hump Day Crew with the beautiful Ginny, who's even getting love from straight women like Michelle Clooney, who played Melanie on Queer as Folk. Mm. Your Facebook picture is so hot. Oh my god. You are a cutie. Ginny's a hottie. I'm blushing now. I'm kind of blushing too. Hey, it's Ginny from The Hump Day Crew. Thank you so much for tuning into one of our podcasts and for supporting Joy 94.9 and The Hump Day Crew. We will catch you next Wednesday from 6.30am. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.